either we are there or not, ITSP Magazine still gets the best stories. There are plenty of conferences and all sorts of events that spark our curiosity and allow us to start conversations with some of the world's brightest minds. In person or virtually, we sit down with them at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Together, we discover what the synergy of these three elements means for the future of humanity. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Marco. Sean. It's a happy day. It's a happy day. You know, happy days used to be one of my favorite shows growing up. Hey. The, the phones, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we just, we just dated ourselves. I know. Yeah, I did. I know. <laughs> thanks, thanks very much. Well, I invite everybody to yeah, go and be discovered I I, that classic. I guess I started us off in the happy <laughs> days. Yeah, but it's, uh, if, you're, if you're a SOC analyst, you may say, where where is it a happy day? Because <laughs> um, there's some research that our good friends at Devo did, and Kayla Williams is on with us uh, to help us talk a bit about that. Welcome, Kayla. Good to see you again. Hello, gentlemen. It's lovely to see both of you again. I mean, I feel like I haven't talked to you in such a long time, but it's so good to see you. Like Here we yes, are. Yesterday, two years ago or something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think th there there are happy days. Few and far between. Uh, we just need to understand a bit better what makes a happy day, how we experience it, how we can replicate that uh, for more of them and across the industry. And uh, I'm thrilled, and I'm sure Marco is as well, to be part of the third annual SOC Analyst Appreciation Day, hosted by Devo and, and others, and and um, where we get to talk about that. Right, and we get to bring analysts in and, and share stories and look at the future and look at what's going on, and a lot of that, a lot of this conversation today is going to be driven by research you did that I mentioned, Kayla, that kind of highlights some of the findings of what's going on and, and perhaps will give us some insight in how we move forward. Um, so we're going to talk a bit about SOC Analyst Appreciation Day. We're going to talk about that report, but before we do that, let's talk about Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, sure no folks know who you are, um, but a, a brief intro for, for the new listeners who haven't listened to or seen you. Yeah, I am Kayla Williams. I am the CISO at Devo Technology. I've been in this role for um, a little over a year and a half now. Um, and I am a non-traditional CISO in, insofar as I came up the GRC track. So my... Um, my background is something that is actually going to be discussed um, during SOC Analyst Appreciation Day, um, which is the next happy day for, for SOC uh, analysts and teams. So I think that was a great little tie in there, guys. I do love that. Um, that's going to be on October 18th. Um, my panel that I'm going to be uh, moderating and having some discussion around is actually on there's a role for everyone in security. Um, and that is kind of based coming up the governance risk and compliance side. Um, and, and, you know, I think to kind of hark back onto the, uh, the happy day piece, you know, I, I really feel that people that are in the SOC already uh, who are in security or who are thinking of moving into the field should really, you know, register SOCanalystday.com, October 18th, I'll keep plugging that. Um, and, and really, you know, to tune in to learn about what what this wonderful field has to offer 
yes, it's stressful, but that's why we have Sock Endless Day. Exactly. And I, I'm going to plug in with the happy days because, you know, Sean, maybe you you were regretting to open with that, but I, I thought it was brilliant. It's one of those things that just came out and it works because the, the question may be what makes a happy day, even in a very stressful environment like the one can be when you're in the sock. And, and I think, you know, the, the choice of the name Appreciation Day, it's very well thought and uh, and i think i said that the first time because i feel appreciated because it's the third time that we are actually going to be moderating something there we're part of this initiative and i know that it's been doubling the audience from the the first year to the second year so right now we want to go even more than double we want to just grow exponentially that's why we're recording this with you to start with so i want to i want to ask you uh, what what makes and happy day, on your opinion, on top of what I just said, to be appreciated. And we'll make a really bad day. Maybe we need to know that, too. I think what makes a really bad day needs to be acknowledged first, because that can lead into a solution to give you more happy days. Uh, you know, I, I feel that it's really important to note that the research that you alluded to before that Devo has done, uh, you know, we found that 83% of IT security professionals admitted that they or someone in their department made errors because they're burnt out. And whether those errors led to like an operational incident or an actual security incident or breach, you know, that, that can be downtime. That's dollars lost. That's fines. And also personally guilt and, and feeling horrible for doing something. You know, if you made a mistake, I've made mistakes before. I know what that feels like. Um, and, and I think the bad days are, the, the burnout led uh, that's been driven by monotony of, of looking at the false positives and the alert fatigue and not being able to really focus on what might be considered value add for your organization from a risk perspective, not feeling fulfilled in your role. Uh, and again, not feeling appreciated, I think is a, a key point where there's just a big disconnect between what is actually happening boots on ground and up at the the C-suite and it, you know, in some cases at the board level as well, and not truly understanding what that feels like of being on the, the front lines there. Um, but there are ways to get good days and October 18th will be one because we're going to celebrate all things SOC analyst. And we're going to talk about, you know, ways to remediate some of that stress that, and anxiety that you may be feeling, focusing on mental health with CyberMinds, which is a nonprofit that's been founded in Australia to deal particularly with cybersecurity team stress um, and, and burnout, uh, how to get into the role if you need, if you, you know, you, you, if, if you've chosen security as your role <laughs> after all the headlines and all the things that you've been reading lately, you know, you should know you're coming into a very stress, stress inducing field and how to cope with that. Um, and, and really how to better leverage your tool sets, you know, how does AI fit into this? Can you automate those alerts? You know, Devo has a wonderful um, opportunity to help teams um, with our platform by automating some of the false positives and the playbooks that you have and, and cutting down on that, that doom scrolling through hundreds or thousands of alerts that these first line and second line SOC analysts deal with. And that helps to free up time to focus on more things that are relevant to, to the business and value add. So there, there is a, there is bad, but the silver lining is it's a great way to move into um, 
into that happy day, if you will, which I'm leaning into it hard now, Sean. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> yes. Yes. That makes me happy. No, I think I, I want to maybe broaden this a bit before we get in into more of the of the panels and discussions we'll have that day and some more of the research. But the, the, one of the things that come to mind for me is, do we treat that team, those teams, those people differently uh, compared to others in the organization? Have they, have we as a security industry positioned ourselves as security professionals as capable? We're always a warrior, always fighting, and therefore we can handle it. And therefore we don't need the attention to overcome some of these challenges. Or is it SOC analysts are at a certain level and they don't get the attention, don't have a voice? And as a CISO, maybe, can you share some thoughts on yeah. do we recognize the challenge? Do we address it appropriately relative to the rest of the organization? Whew, that is loaded. <laughs> My goodness. If I had known, I would have We have come... 30 minutes, so just should... go for it. <laughs> that's not enough time. <laughs> That's an absolutely fair question to ask of, of all um, CISOs, directors of security, CIOs, and, and even the executive team. People tend to look at uh, the, the, the SOC as that front line. They are expected to, you know, do the grunt work the day in, the day out. And they don't always have the opportunity to communicate up what's going on. They rely on their directors to, to share those messages and where I feel there has been a an unfortunate oversight and across the security industry as a whole is that there is actually real real value that can be you know derived from those functions. If those teams, whether it's an analyst one, two, or three, which, which tends to be more the stock analyst level three, but if you can start to bring in the business to say, this is my critical application, this is the critical data, this is what I expect, your SOC is gonna perform better. If they're gonna, all of a sudden they're gonna see those outliers and they're gonna be able to focus their attention on the true risk items that impact the business versus that monotony, the doom scrolling and things like that. So there is certainly a disconnect between what the SOC team is doing what the business thinks they're doing, you know, like those memes that you used to see, right? Like what my mom thinks I'm doing, what my girlfriend thinks I'm doing and whatever, right? That's very much the case here in the SOC. And like, it's like, what I'm actually doing. And it's just like, you know, someone's there scrolling through <laughs> alerts. Um, so I, I really do think there's a, an opportunity as a whole for our industry to, to reevaluate what those those folks are, are doing, what they you know what should they be doing versus what they're doing, um, where the value is being uh, derived, if, if any, maybe there isn't because you don't actually know what your alerts are. Maybe there's something that should be tweaked and have a, those tuning um, sessions done with the business, and, and that could be a huge, a year long initiative that you do, and that will drive more value. And I, I, I do feel for the SOC teams out there, um, having worked in security for a long time in a few different industries, they are always tired. I mean, I think it, my, I am too, to be honest. They're always on edge because if they miss something, that fiduciary responsibility, that guilt sometimes can sit on you and, and that drives you to wanna be glued to your phone and to your laptop and, and not getting up and moving around. And it's definitely time again for our Appreciation Day, right? It's every October, um, but but it's certainly 
after what we've seen <laughs> the past year with all the, the media um, announcements of breaches and things like, yes, like there needs to be a, a shift in our industry for sure. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important and, and I cover it in different industries, but of course, mostly in cybersecurity when you're like, if you don't know why you're doing something and you don't have that big picture that, you know, that my little thing, I'm thinking of Adam Smith. I think that if you know why you're doing that particular thing, it's going to make you feel like valuable. And, and we go back to appreciate it as well. So it's easy to say when people do make mistakes, but I think we should get in the habit of also give price when it's, when it's due, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for, in for the right thing, I, I was watching the, the U.S. Open and they, uh, <clears throat> which is the, the tennis tournament, of course, for those that are watching, uh, they, they zoomed in on Stan Smith and they said, ooh, the shoe guy, right? Yeah, forget, forget about his tennis career. He's the, he's the Adidas shoe guy. And so knowing who you are and what you're for and others knowing who you are and what you represent is also important. So communicating so that you can be recognized and appreciated, I think, is, is also important. Yeah, yeah. And in that light, uh, maybe it will be good if we go over the sessions that, that we're going to have. Because as you mentioned, there is some that are specific on mental health, but there are others about coming from different industries and there is a place for, you know, a place for everyone. So let, let, let's do that. I mean, what are you the most excited for? Unless you want to go through all of them. <laughs> what am I most excited for? I would have to say the, the mental health session with Peter from CyberMinds. I got to meet Peter at Black Hat, um, about a month or so ago, and we've chatted back and forth a little bit since. And I, I just think he's just fantastic. I think the program is great. And, you know, something that I think is not discussed enough is the mental health of people in our profession and just people as a whole, but, you know, focusing solely on, on security people. I, I spoke at a blue team con a couple of weeks ago, maybe even three weeks ago by now, four weeks, I don't even know. What is time? Um, and I got up and I did a, a talk about non-traditional roles, which dovetails into the, the session I'm doing. But I said in front of everybody, I'm like, people are burned out. And, you know, I, I, I'm on anxiety medication and I am so anxious constantly being, you know, away from my computer. The first thing I do when I wake up is I grab my phone. What did I miss? What happened? Like that, that panic. But I just said it so nonchalantly because it's something that I have no problem admitting. And after the session, I had people come up to me and thank me for being so honest about the struggles, even at my level and, and being able to acknowledge that you have to have empathy for people because people process information and, in, in, you know, uh, scenarios differently and they just felt seen for the first time. Um, so for me, the mental health hits close to home. And it's definitely something that I feel that more people need to be empathetic, that the people process things differently and, and handle situations in ways that make something, but that's just what they do. So this session to me, I think is a must see. And then of course, the other one is your session, the, the panel that that you are, a day in the life of the sock. Of course, got to plug that um, here. We'll, we'll get there in a minute, but um, <laughs> I, I want to I want to stick with, with the uh, one you were just talking about, because I think... I think it's interesting that the first step is to discuss it, right? And, and perhaps when that happens, 
the natural reaction is to judge. Well, why does someone need that or why are they doing that? And I feel it might be a fine line between judgment to understanding and then, and then um, really truly recognizing if there's a problem there, right? So turning the judgment into there, there's a sign for uh, a call for help perhaps. Um, and I, I think, so I don't know if that's going to be discussed or not, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot in that session <laughs> to unpack. Yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack. And, you know, I think as line managers, we all have a responsibility in our day-to-day -day members. So I know I can speak to, you know, employee X a certain way about certain things. I have certain expectations for them, but, you know, employee Y, I maybe have to have a, a more uh, delicate touch there are certain topics that I know might set them off or upset them. And you can tell by reading body language. I think as a line manager, you know your employees and you already kind of know just from your day-to-day -day interactions or your one-to-ones, how they act. Anyway, it's, just, it's EQ, I think. And um, while I would never expect anyone on my team to tell me that they, you know, they're depressed, they're anxious, they're on medication, I would never ever have that expectation. As a line manager, I can I can tell like oh this person gets uptight or upset or or fidgety when I mention certain things and you notice that and you make the mental note and you try to steer clear from something that might make someone uncomfortable and that's that's really how I try to operate. Yep, and I know there's a there's a CISO panel. Uh, CISO's in the hot seat, I think it's called, and I don't know if if you have any insights on on what they're going to be chatting about there. I mean, it's some, some cool names, <laughs> some folks I know, uh, certainly companies as well that people would recognize. And that, that is a hot seat that you're, that you sit in as well as they, so what, what are they going to be talking about? You know, it's, that one's a little bit more closely guarded on what that full agenda looks like and what they're discussing. Um, that I am looking forward to that one because I know these folks as well. And I, I you know, when you just talk to someone and you're like, are they going to say like what I think they're going to say and, and things? So I'm actually kind of out of the loop on that one. Um, but I, I'm hoping that they will discuss people management uh, and, and how how that kind of ties into the overall mental health of their teams. Uh, Socks in a hole in the incident management. I think there's a lot more that needs to be discussed, not just with their, their CISO, but with their executives from an understanding perspective. So I do hope that they tap into that. And, and I would love to understand how other teams are handling it across the industry. Um, maybe there's something I can learn as well, which is always something that I, I look forward to. Yeah, I'm excited about the, the session with the AI. You kind of, you know, I love how on the website and people should go <laughs> check it out, the SOCAnalystDay.com, uh, that, that presentation start with AI, 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 exclamation point. Because if you don't talk about that, you know, yeah. <laughs> you have to. And, yeah. you know, I'm excited. I mean, actually, David Bigner from the Cyberwire is going to moderate that one. And uh, I want to know, I, and, and what is your take? Is it really making the day in the life of a, and then we'll talk about our session, but the day in the life, is, is this new technology, generative AI, AI in general, is it really going to make it easier? Or we're hoping that it's going to make it easier? <laughs> I think it's going to make life easier, but I also think it's increased your your threat landscape, right? I mean, you, CISOs can't 
saying they, they cannot turn an eye. They can't just flat out ban it, right? Because every, I swear, every vendor we have, I've gotten emails. Hey, we're releasing this new AI feature. Which is written by an AI, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do I opt out of this? Is my data already in there? You know, it becomes a big, big, bigger conversation. Um, and, you know, us being, being SASC organization, Devo, we offer it in our platform, as I mentioned before, as, as a way to automate your playbooks and, and to learn from your own data and, and do that piece. Um, but also I, I have people who are saying, hey, you know, some of our vendors, we want to use this. Then it's like, okay, so now I have to write a policy and understand what data is, what processes are impacted. So so I think as it matures as, as a whole, which is it, lightning speed, um, and more regulations come up and there's more guardrails put in place, it'll be a far more friendly um, technology for, for different industries to use. But I think it's fantastic. Um, I do not use it in my day-to-day -day at work um, because it's not authorized. So please make sure if you're using it, it's authorized by your company. That's my disclaimer, please. <laughs> no shadow AI, which is something I've written about. <laughs> um, but it, it has to be used responsibly. Absolutely. And I, I have a question I'm going to close with, but uh, I do want to touch on our, our panel. And as we noted at the beginning, I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of this for the third year in a row. We helped, helped kick things off in the inaugural year, and uh, we've only seen it grow, and, and are, I'm pleased to be, to be part of this. And so we, we get the fortune, Marco, you and I get the fortune of hosting the, the Day in the Life of the SOC panel. Um, which is really cool. We have JJ Davy on again, who we know. Yep, we and, had it last uh, year. Yep, and a uh, couple, couple new folks on the panel, but folks we know as well, Jules Olkafor and David Meese. And um, I think this, this is a chance for us to actually get in the minds of the analysts, talk about what they do, what they struggle with, how they turn to their peers for, for help, how they communicate with their managers. I'm guessing at all this stuff, it's in their head. Kind of like the CISO, <laughs> the CISO panel. I can I can envision what we're going to talk about, but at the end of the day, they're gonna they're gonna share what's on their mind and and engage with each other uh, as they as they trigger different things. Hey, I know that too, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a good a good session. I always enjoy uh, learning learning from that team. I've not been a SOC analyst, and I don't play one on TV, but uh, they held a seriously important. Part in, in the security program and, and, and the business overall. So I'm excited to have have the insights from those three folks. Now, Marco, can I, I had a question on one of the, the reports. Go for it. All right. So Kayla, because there was obviously a number of questions. You can look at them individually and, um, and kind of find individual points. I'm overworked. I don't like the menial tasks. I'm stressed. Uh, we don't have enough people, people are leaving and, and all that to me, there's a lot of stuff in the report, but then there's one that to me kind of sums it up and that's, I'm done. <laughs> right. And only, only, I think it was, if, if I did the reverse math, only 15% said that, um, meaning people are in this role are looking, looking for a way out. And the, the four options that are that are cited are changing roles within the department, leave the company, but stay in IT, stay at the company, but change the path, or leave altogether, and uh, get the heck out of this out of this industry. Um, so that's eighty five percent. 
looking for a way out or something different. 15 saying, yeah, I'm okay to keep going and maybe, maybe not recognizing yet that, that they are struggling as well. So I, my point with that is we want to appreciate and recognize the analyst, but I sure as heck hope everybody working with and surrounding and supporting and benefiting and being challenged by that role also join this day to understand what they, what role they play in this TV show called happy days of the sock um, that, uh, that they can learn from this, this group of panels and, and discussions that we're going to have that day. So I don't know any thoughts on, on the, the stats and, and then anything else you want to add would be cool. I want to say I'm surprised, but I'm not, you know, I, I work it every day. I, I see it. Um, the frustrations that are felt by, I think, security organizations as a whole, not being heard, not being taken seriously, being told, oh, well, that's just a risk. It hasn't come to fruition, so it doesn't matter. And then when something does come to fruition, they're blamed. Um, the people process technologies not being in place, cross-collaboration does not always happen as smoothly as one would like it to. Um, my priorities aren't your priorities type of thing. And um, th there's a lot that, that leads to stress and burnout and that unhappiness and it needs to be addressed. And I, I hope that others, as you mentioned, Sean, um, do attend this and, and try to understand where that, that frustration and the, you know, the, the people jumping ship are jumping for a reason. If you have that and in, that innate desire to be um, to be like a, a a crime fighter in you know frontline finding the bad guys and hunting and you know what, wanting to do the right thing, having that that drive for integrity and change and, and things like that, for you to decide I'm done. It, 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 there's some always that like straw that broke the camel's back scenario that might be something really small in comparison to everything else that's happened, but you just reach that point. And I've seen it. I've talked to my friends about it um, and their industries, their teams are struggling as well. So it's, it's not just, you know, in the particular part of the security industry, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And I do hope that people attend and take away something, whether it's for themselves to learn they're not alone and how to cope and how to reach out for help or if they are a line manager or a peer of someone, or even if it's someone in your own family or friend that you're seeing that's also stressed out and recognize that and offer that hand as well. Yep. Good points. Yeah. The community is large and not of us, are, not all of us are directly in cybersecurity. We're in it, we're in risk, like, you know, very well. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I, I really do hope sockanalystday.com. Uh, Please go there, join us. Uh, the whole session, all the speakers, you can send it all or see it all there and uh, register to, to attend and, and uh, be part of the conversation, be part of the, the solution and help us recognize these, these hardworking folks that deserve to be appreciated. Um, Absolutely. Yep, yep. And just to quickly mention, maybe the only couple of uh, sessions that we didn't mention is one about sock hacks with John Hammond. Yes. Uh, CISOs uh, John, in the, cool exactly. Yeah. CISOs in the hot seat. We talked about that one, mental health. 
transitioning from public to private sector. That's uh, that sounds interesting too. Know a lot of people that have done that. I don't know how many have done the other way. I don't know. Do you know how somebody did the other way around? Went from private to public. I do. Yeah, a lot you of do? a lot of people in in CISA. All due to Jen Easterby, I'm sure. Yes. She does an amazing job. She made it really cool, right? I mean, Brian did a good job, too. And that's going to be the transition from public to private sector with uh, Daryl Taylor, and then a day in the life in the sock with us, AI and automation, and there is a seat for everyone in cyber with yours. Kyla, right here. Yes. That's going to be very exciting. Again, uh, I think we have said enough. I think uh, if you are in the industry, either you are in the SOC or not, you want to be part of this because it's a it's a team it's a teamwork, and uh, and we need to support each other in a way or in another. So if maybe other um, sector of the cybersecurity and, and niches they they want an appreciation day, maybe, you know, we need to start talking about that. We need to appreciate everybody. So this is a good example. This is setting the example. We will see you then again on October 18th. And again, socanalystday.com will be there. And, uh, and I think I will play um, Happy Days. What does it be? A phrase from from back in the day: "Be there, be square." Is that what it was? Again, dating yourself, guys. Even for me, you're dating yourself. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what you just said. I don't know. Either. Got it. Got it. Cut. Okay. <laughs> just cut all my parts out. That's good. <laughs> Kyla, thank you so much. It was fun. It was thank great you. to see you again, and we're looking forward to this. Yeah, Bye, everybody. Stay see tuned. You. See you there. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our On Location Conversation. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.